0: This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. I know I do, but I think it's equally as important to know what you do with that time if you had it. But learning how to prioritize what's important to me didn't come naturally. It's taken a lot of wonderful, loving people, including a couple of really great therapists to get me there. Now, I've said it before and I'll say it again. I do believe the world would be so much better if everyone had access to a good therapist that did the right thing for them. But until we get to my perfect utopia, I will never stop searching for ways to make self-help and therapy and life improvement more accessible. So if you have personally been thinking of starting therapy, maybe BetterHelp is the right thing for you. It's entirely online designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. And ideally, if you find the right match for you, we can all learn how to make time for what makes us really happy. Visit betterhelp.com slash makeyourbed today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com makeyourbed. All right, y'all, I'm going to be honest. I cannot stop thinking about cozy, which is some of the most thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living that I've ever seen. And we have talked about Cozy's beautiful products before, but I really wanna harp on the Cozy experience itself because not only is the delivery fast and free, with high-quality products at a fair price. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com to start customizing your furniture today. That's C-O-Z-E-Y dot com. Welcome to the Make Your Damn Bed podcast, a low-key, real-talk, motivation podcast to play while you make your bed every morning to incorporate healthy routine into your day-to-day. Build momentum and better your life. Good morning, sunshine. Welcome to day 339 of the Make Your Damn Bed podcast. Today is another Monday for me, so I figured I would do another motivational Monday. And I wanted to share an article that gave me a little bit of hope. Admittedly, it was published April 19th, 2021. But in my defense, it was updated December 3rd, 2021. And that is when I discovered it. The article was written by Adam Grant. And I'm just going to share little pieces of it. But I've linked it below if you want to read the whole article. It's a fantastic one. He says, At first, I didn't recognize the symptoms that we all had in common. Friends mentioned that they were having trouble concentrating. Colleagues reported that even with vaccines on the horizon, they weren't excited about 2021. A family member was staying up late to watch National Treasure again, even though she knows the movie by heart. And instead of bouncing out of bed at 6am, I was lying there until 7, playing words with friends. It wasn't burnout. We still had energy. It wasn't depression. We didn't feel hopeless. We just felt somewhat joyless and aimless. It turns out there's a name for that. Languishing. Languishing is a sense of stagnation and emptiness. It feels as if you're muddling through your days, looking at your life through a foggy windshield, and it might be the dominant emotion of 2021. As scientists and physicians work to treat and cure the physical symptoms of long-haul COVID, many people are struggling with the emotional long-haul of the pandemic. He goes on to say, In the early uncertain days of the pandemic, it's likely that your brain's threat detection system, called the amygdala, was on high alert for fight or flight. And with time and with time, and more wisdom, like we learned that masks can help protect us, but package scrubbing wouldn't, we can develop routines that ease our sense of dread. But because the pandemic is still dragging on, that acute state of anguish has given way to this chronic condition of languish. In psychology we think about mental health on a spectrum from depression to flourishing. Flourishing is the peak of well-being. You have a strong sense of meaning, mastery, and mattering to others. Depression is the valley of ill-being. You may feel despondent, drained, and worthless. Languishing is the neglected middle child of mental health. It's that void between depression and flourishing. The absence of well-being. You don't have symptoms of mental illness, but you're not in the picture of mental health either. You're not functioning at full capacity. Languishing dulls your motivation, disrupts your ability to focus, and triples the odds that you'll cut back on work. It appears to be more common than major depression, and in some ways may be a bigger risk factor for mental illness. This term was coined by a sociologist named Corey Keyes, who was struck that many people who weren't depressed also weren't thriving. The article says that part of the danger is when you're languishing, you might not notice the dulling of delight or the dwindling of drive. You don't catch yourself slipping slowly into solitude. You're indifferent to your indifference. When you can't see your own suffering, you don't seek help or even do much to help yourself. And even if you're not languishing, you probably know someone who is. Understanding it better can help you understand what to do and what can help. And you're probably like, Julie, how is this giving me hope? I feel all of this, or I am depressed and also languishing. I get it, me too. That's why I related to this article so hard. And luckily, this article does go on to give some advice. The antidote to languishing, according to Adam, is a concept called flow, which I have talked about in previous episodes. Flow is that elusive state of absorption in any meaningful challenge or momentary bond where your sense of time place, and self melts away. During the early days of the pandemic, the best predictor of well-being wasn't optimism or mindfulness, it was flow. People who became more immersed in their projects managed to avoid languishing and maintained their pre-pandemic happiness. I know for me, with this podcast, I reach that state of flow and I don't feel as overcome or overwhelmed with what I used to at the beginning of the pandemic before I started this podcast. The article goes on to say, An early morning word game catapults me into a flow. A late night Netflix binge sometimes does the trick too. Anything that transports you into a story where you feel attached to the characters and concerned for their welfare, but finding new challenges, enjoyable experiences, and meaningful work are all possible remedies to languishing. It's hard to find flow when you can't focus. And this was a problem pre-pandemic, of course. People are habitually checking emails 74 times a day and switching tasks every 10 minutes. And in the past year, it has only gotten more difficult to keep from being fragmented. But if you just give yourself more time, and when I say giving yourself time, I mean uninterrupted time to yourself. Set boundaries. Years ago, a Fortune 500 software company in India tested a simple policy, no interruptions, on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays before noon. When engineers managed the boundary themselves, 47% had above-average productivity. But when the company set quiet time as the policy, 65% achieved above-average productivity. Getting more done wasn't good for performance at work, only we now know that it's an important factor in daily joy and motivation, and a sense of progress and i'm not telling you this to just get better at your job and to do more work, but i am telling you by focusing on a small worthwhile goal or good conversation or having set boundaries for yourself throughout the week, you might be able to put off this feeling of languishing. And it's okay to admit when you're not feeling like you're thriving. And you don't have to be thriving all the time. That's completely normal. But just because you're not depressed doesn't mean you're not struggling. And Not burned out doesn't mean you're fired up. By acknowledging that so many of us are languishing, we can start giving voice to the quiet despair and lighting a path out of the void. Adam Grant is an organizational psychologist at Wharton and the author of Think Again, The Power of Knowing What You Don't Know, and he has a bunch of TED Talks. I highly recommend it. I just really loved this article and the idea that we can all be flourishing instead of just languishing. It did give me a little bit of hope, and it made me want to focus more on the things that make me feel that flow. I hope you can find some flow today, and I will talk to you tomorrow while you make your damn bed.